Good evening, people. Welcome to Top Top. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. I'm Gav Mac. Um, I'm not as tired as I normally am because she's sleeping a little bit better. Uh, I'm joined with Stephen Cotton, who's run the ship beautifully alongside Ed Hall. How are you, gentlemen? I'm all right. I'm kind of looking forward to a month off. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say something then. But I decided not to, and I'll wait until later on in the show before we go into people having time off, i.e. teams. Um, you can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash Tour Top Football. And you can follow us on all social media at Tour Top Football. We're nearly on a thousand followers on Instagram. Is that right, Ed? Yeah, every time we get close to it, everyone keeps unfollowing. It's Stop it, really people. It's a, I understand, I understand, but come on, just give us that a thousand. Do us at 2,000. Do us at a million. All right? Yeah. Do us at a million. Do us at un- a million. Un- unfollow when it's a triple six-digit fig- figure that we won't un- like, we won't notice you've unfollowed. Like, come on. Exactly. Play, play the game. Play the game. Do you know what? Might have to follow a couple of people back. No way. No, That's not, bait, yeah. man. That's bait. That's bait. Yeah. That's what they want you to do. Um, yeah. Cotton's been smashing out the, uh, the FIFA as well. 100% Cotton. Yeah. That's, well, I'm, de- I'm going to have... Right. Gonna have 100% rage, and we're going to have 100% four weeks of it by the looks of it. So, and, and actually, and the thing is as well, so I haven't been doing, I haven't been playing weekend league, which is the ultimate rage inducer. But now I've got my weekends free. There's going to be four weekends. I'm going to stream, I'm going to stream all 30 games. We'll hit together a compilation. So if you don't want to watch me play all 30 games, we'll put all the best bits. And all the best bits are going to be me literally having an aneurysm, blowing a gasket, going red in the face because it's bound to make me literally cry as a grown man. So that is something to look forward to in lockdown. Uh, one team that wasn't looking forward to things this weekend was Crystal Palace. <laughs> That's what mm-hmm. I was saying. Who's all right, Friday's game? Who's going Friday's game? Um, th- this game actually wound me up, if I'm honest, because I was just in my own little world. And I was like, oh, I didn't put any wedge on. And then it was already 1-0 to Wolves. I'd already, and, I, and I text you as well. Do you know what? You, before before you start like analysing the game, <laughs> I understand that they were both, they were 8th and ninth, And there was, they were on the same points difference, same, same points, sorry. Wolves going into a game at home against Crystal Palace were 21 to 20. Now, gamble responsibly when the fun stop stops. Wolves against Palace at twenty-one Stops. to twenty. I, I'm I'm literally annoyed. I only put the amount I put on it. Like, I should have just put the whole furlough scheme on this game. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, put a month's wedge on it. Bam. With, with with how negative and how defensive Crystal Palace have been under Hodgson, was there really any other outcome? Surely not. So the game finished two 0 The goals came from Nuri and Podence in the first half. Uh, Milojojevic got sent off. In the in the uh, pretty much at the death really, but let's let's be honest, Wolves. I had an expectation of Wolves at the beginning of the season. I thought they were going to be, you know, doing something a little bit more special. They haven't really kicked on from from the end lockdown last season and into this season. But when you see Wolves play the way that they did here, does this then give you a little bit of hope as to what they could potentially achieve this season? Yeah, I think me me and Alex, when we did the preview show, I, I said that I think that Wolves not having Europe is is detrimental to them because I think they like to they're, they're a roll on team. They like they like the like the form. They like rolling on games. 
it's been very stop-start from this season. I know they're sitting a lot comfortably than a lot of other teams at the minute, but I think they're, they're just so hit and miss at the minute. Like, even beating Palace 2-0, when I say, oh, it was easy money, I still had to think about it, and I was like, Wolves at the minute, are they, are they really hitting the levels they should be hitting or could be hitting? But I still think, you looking forward for Wolves this season. I still think they could be among... Well, I say there's not even a top six anymore with the way this season's going. There's going to be a top 15, mate. Like, everyone's so... but Everyone's so bunched tight together. I like, um, I, like, I like that you said top 15 because, like, Man United are currently in 15th. I haven't seen the table today. I haven't really seen it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I honestly haven't. He um, said top 20. <laughs> top 19. Hey, top 19. Hey, with... Close, with, with, with tight, we're three places away from relegation. Leave us alone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Wolves look really, really, really good in this game, and they, they could have been three, four, and up at halftime. Um, Ed, what do you think of Wolves and their their aspirations for this season? Like a few teams, um, I always wonder if they can rely or get the result without their star player. I know Raúl Jiménez was playing, but the fact he didn't score said a lot. I said I think they've been missing that creative spark in Jota since his move to Liverpool. I was thinking perhaps too much pressure is put on Jimenez. Jimenez seemed to be the player who was trying to create and score. And as you said, I don't think Traore has been in the greatest of form since the opening day of the season. When he came on, he looked pretty poor. But Wolves played well, I thought. Wolves did a professional home performance and it put them up to third place. Third place. Uh, the, I know that no one had played a game yet, but with the way the league's going, Wolves had backed themselves to fix whatever issues they were having and push on. But before before we move on to where in the table and stuff, I just want to pick up on something that Ed said. Traore not being in great form. I think, and I'm probably going to get absolutely shot at, I honestly think Adama Traore is one of the biggest myths in football in the last few years, man. Like, he, don't get me wrong, he's very, very, very good at attacking defences when they're tired. Like, he, he's the fastest man in the world. He's Built like an basically, he's Akin Fenwell that's fast, but genuinely, we've said this before. I, I don't know whether he's got much end product, whether it's a cross, whether it's a finish, whether it's the final pass. I honestly don't know whether he's the real deal. Like, everyone, like even in the transfer window, people were touting him for Barcelona and stuff. Well, he and came thinking, from Barcelona, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they're talking about him going back. And I'm, I'm like, this is the same guy that, that comes on after 60 minutes for Wolves. Like, I, I might I, I, again. I might be talking out of pocket, but I, I I just don't I just don't see him in that category of players. Well, I'm hoping that baby oil is classed as an essential item because <laughs> if 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 it's not, then he's going to get found out a lot in the next few weeks whilst lockdown is on our streets all over again. But sorry, for I, me, I don't think it's just quick. top class. I think it's just he's a threat. He 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 brings two players on him, which creates space for the other players. He's a constant yeah, yeah. threat. No one think, I don't think he's a well-beater. If it's I'm a left-back nice if I'm a left back and I'm blowing out my ass with 15 minutes to go and I see a diamond Chore coming on, I'm panicking. And I'm really That's hoping fair. that the opposite, my, my manager is thinking, right, I'm playing left-back, we need to account for this person and double up on him. Because if you double yeah. up on him, he isn't going anywhere. One shows, one goes with him. You yeah. know, just or, or, or just stand off him a little bit and then but, but, just let him run into you and you're going to... Well, you probably get hurt, but you're more likely win the ball yeah. because he hasn't got any skill to get around you. 
But uh, uh, at the end of last season, he was literally billed as like unplayable. Like he was literally like, see, um, he was literally like, is he the great? There, there was talks about is he is he the best wide man in the prem? Is he this? Is he that? And it's like everyone needs to chill, man. But uh, the first goal was it Nuri? Is it is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. Uh, he scored on his debut, and yes, I'm did. pretty sure. Does that make him the youngest French debutant in the Premier League to score on their debut? God, that sounds like some mad like NFL style stat. Let's try and oh, make I, something I, out of it. I think it. I think it was. I think it was the youngest French debutant to score he's, on their debut. The most, in the most winningest <laughs> French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 After, after, after six games in the history of mankind. Uh, it was a good finish. It was a good finish. Yeah, it, was, it, was really, it was really smart. The cross came in, uh, kind of has over-looped everyone. The defenders left it, not out of, I don't think they left it out of choice. It just went over everyone. But it's come to your man on the edge of the box. It's bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. And he's kind of like struck it almost into the ground, but it's just so crisp that it's just the pace on its beat the keeper. It's, it's a really good yeah. goal. Um, I want to I want to talk about Southampton um, because Southampton, behind Liverpool and Man City, have won the most points this calendar year, which is crazy, isn't it? And 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 they won four three away to Aston Villa earlier on today, which is mad. And the reason why I've gone to this game in particular is because Ed mentioned something about missing star players uh, or star players not performing to the level. Now, Southampton were already 3-0 up before Danny Ings got involved. And I thought that was really important, the fact that they could they don't have to rely on Danny Ings to score all the goals for them. Um, the goals came from um, Vestergaard after uh, after 20 minutes. Ward, Ward Prowse, Vestergaard got, again. Crap yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah, yeah, he, he, he loves it. Um, Ward, Ward Prowse on his birthday as well, scoring a brace, including one absolutely sublime free kick. Danny Ings scores towards the end, but two sublime well, free kicks. Well, one, one, one was better than the other, I think. I think number two is slightly better than number one. Number one, number one was well, number one was nice, though. I'll tell you what, though, Ward Prowse was playing football bingo because not only was his birthday, within the first 30 minutes, he'd been booked. Got an assist and scored two goals. Mm. Now, if there was someone out there that fancied uh, James Ward Prowse booking assist and goal, answers on a postcard. Write in, we'll send you a t-shirt or something. Because we have to, no, you, have to prove, you have to prove, yeah, you have to, yeah, have to prove it. You have to prove, you have it. To prove yeah. it. I want to see some bet slips because other than that, I'll, no, no. Because if anyone, if anybody, if anybody sends me a screenshot of that as a bet slip, I'm sending the FBI to your gaff. MI6 are coming. We're checking, we're checking your hard drive, boys and girls. Yeah. Definitely are. Um, um, Tyrone Mings, he scored as well as uh, Grealish and Watkins. Uh, well, Grealish gave Watkins the penalty to take. And it made it a very hairy last few moments. But Southampton are on real, like, they're in real good form at the moment. And they've also got a brilliant record against Aston Villa, despite how well Aston Villa have started off this season. Now, um, Ed, I'll come to you first. Uh, do you think that this might be... You know, we all know that the Liverpool game was a sh was a was a shock. It was uh, a freak result, but since then, Villa have looked pretty shady. Do you think that they've shot their load really early and they're on a decline, or do you think it just might be a little bit a little bit of a dip in form? 
I don't think they're on a decline. I mean, first off, praise to Southampton. I'll start with them. Let's not forget, even though it was 4-3, they were 4-0 up before Aston Villa got their first goal. It took four goals to go past Villa before they started playing well. Uh, mm. Southampton are a team on the... Uh, I said to Cotton last week when he said perhaps a shock result they beat Everton. And I was surprised by that statement because I think Southampton are probably just as good and have the same sort of arsenal, perhaps minus the James Rodriguez and Allen. But over to Aston Villa... Aston Villa, I think they were averaging two and a half, two point five goals a game, mm. but that included the shock seven-two win over Liverpool, which definitely yeah. brings that average up. If you take that away, I'm not sure what it is, but you expect yeah, it to be a goal a game. Out a little bit. Mm. Exactly, exactly that. But they still play good attacking football, despite the fact that they were four 0 down. They played really well, I thought, to score them three goals. They were at their throats. Jack Grealish finally looks like he has a dance partner in Barclay, so I'm happy for him. But there's still questions defensively. Can we have a few minutes talking about um, the resurgence of Ross Barkley? Because when he went to Chelsea, we all thought it was a stupid move at the time for him. We thought it was English quota signing. Uh, we, we all of us thought like, come on, you're not going to go over there and play any football. And he, and he kind of didn't. So when he went to Villa, even then I thought, uh, like, you're going to be you're going to be struggling down there. That's a relegation stopping signing. And he's he's been he's been unbelievable. And apparently it's because Dean Smith said to him when it when the 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 conversation that made him join Villa was Dean Smith said, "We're going to get you in the Euro squad. Your performances for Villa will get you in the Euro squad." And at the minute, can, can you argue against it? Well, the thing is, like, there was always a lot. Of, there was always a lot of conversation about the way he was at uh, at Everton. He was he was coached, but not properly, if that makes sense. And he, so, therefore, he's able to have that sort of freedom. You know, it's like you make sure you do this little bit here, but the rest of the time, just go go out and fill your boots. Whereas they did when put he was at Chelsea. They, yeah, they put but, pressure on him to be Rooney number two as well at Everton. They, they, they were like, he's the blueprint sort of thing. Well, well, do, do you blame them for saying that, really? You no, know, no, like, oh, you, you can see yeah. it. You can kind of see it, 100%. That, yeah, look, look, at, look at the things that Rooney was doing when he first came through at Everton and before he went to Man United because he wasn't a goal scorer at Everton. Yeah, he scored a couple of great goals, but he wasn't a goal scorer. He was sort of moved into that forward line when he went to Man United. Before then, he was a very decent attacking midfielder who was able to drive at people, have that air of unpredictability. When he goes to Chelsea, that's been stripped back and he's not been allowed to do it. So him now being at Aston Villa, it's almost like he's found his, he's found his zone and is able to relax more and just play football and enjoy the game again. And I think that's what was missing. He wasn't enjoying it. And yeah. the fact he's doing it now, I think he's going to reap benefits. And yes, he is playing himself into a Euro squad for 2021. Well, he's playing. That's the most important thing. Like, How many games did he play for Chelsea? How many games did he start for Chelsea? Mm. It's, one, it's one of those things. Listen, we, we know that certain teams, if a player starts performing well for another team in the Prem, sometimes it's a case of, we want him so you don't have him. Or... Mm. In the Barkley aspect, it was kind of like English quota, and we'll, we'll take him off your hands, Everton. Same, same, same when Danny Drinkwater went from Leicester to Chelsea. What, what was the point in that? 
For, for, what uh, player or club? Who who got anything out of that? Nothing. But it was English quota. It's okay. He's been half decent for you. Let's get him off your books. And I think that was the case with Barkley. But now he's gone to a squad where he's playing week in week out. And like you said, they're bringing the best out of him. He, he looks he looks great, man. Like, he won't go to the Euros. He won't go to the Euros because uh, no, why not? He, Ed. Because hey, he's not, minute. Okay, I'll tell you. Because I'll tell you why he's not going to play him. Because based on the same logic, he won't bring players like Patrick Bamford. Um, he is the second best midfielder at Aston Villa behind Jack Grealish, and you'd have yep. to even yep. if you had Gareth Southgate's family hostage, he still wouldn't play Jack Grealish in the Euros. That's yeah, a fact. You, no, right, he's yeah. number two. We talk about uh, Ross Barkley has good attributes. But Ross Barkley, when he was at his Everton side, he was the standout player. Was there many others with him? Lukaku? Yes. But by that one player, let's have a look at this Everton side now. Does Ross Barkley get ahead of Allen? Does he get ahead of James Rodriguez? Well, the thing is, the difference is, the difference is, no, uh, the, the difference between the uh, uh, Grealish idea and with Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley is really well loved by Southgate. So the fact that he's got that with him, it's got that sort of Mason Mount about him. Okay. In, ter- in terms of the love. In, no, Gav, in Gav, terms, in terms of the love from Southgate. You, you, you've literally, so I didn't want to interrupt, but I was going to wait until I asked the question, but you, you brought it up there. So here's the question. I'm going to ask Gavin and ask you, Ed. Mason Mount or Ross Barkley for England? If you had to play one of them for England right now, which one would you play? Mason Mount or Ross Barkley? Uh, I, uh, right right this second, I'll play Barkley. Right now, uh, Barkley. On form of late. Uh, yeah, I'll play Barkley right now. Overall, yeah. I would say Mount. So that's the, th- that's the thing, look. Thank the you. Euros is... It isn't crazy. It isn't crazy to think that okay. So Barkley has a great season and Mount doesn't have a very good season because they've got ZH and and they've brought the players in. They've brought in. It's it's not unfathomable to think that Barkley could go to the Euros rather than Mount. But that's the thing. Grealish isn't liked by Southgate. It's obvious. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Oh no. 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 I'm having this conversation. Yeah. Exactly. No. 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 It's mad. Because Greenish for me is the first name on the team sheet, if I'm honest, um, behind Kane. But then, but but Barkley, honestly, how many times was Barkley picked for England for for no reason whatsoever? He's, he's literally bench warming at Chelsea, yet he ends up starting for England. And to be fair, his England form is pretty good. So you know, I'm, I'm gonna look. At, I'm gonna look at this real quickly before I ask, but um. Is Jack Grealish left-footed? Um, no, no, he's right-footed. He's right-footed, but he's very, very good with his left peg. Um, let's um, let, let's, let's move on. international to another. Yeah. One, one, one England international to another. Oh, okay, yeah, it's all about Raheem Sterling then. Um, because he let everyone down at the weekend. Was not it not no, I didn't put it on. I didn't put it on. I was great. <laughs> I, I, I've been done by it already. But another England England international did score, and it was a pretty nice strike. Uh, Sheffield United nil, Manchester City one. Um, the goal came from Kyle Walker. Um, can can can, I, can we just talk a real quick second about um, now? I watched the game. Uh, I even watched the highlights back just to make sure I didn't miss anything. 
but I saw a lot of plaudits going to Ferran Torres playing at front. And even on match of the day, they said he, he did pretty well for playing at front. I mean, I watched that game and I saw him miss like three four. or four like guilt guilt edge chances. Like yeah, what, he what, like one on ones, like the lot, and they were still being like, oh, "He's done pretty well to get in there." Like <laughs> he's he's playing up front, man. Like he should be in that position anyway. Like I don't like they literally gassed off him as if he was just like the second coming of Aguero. Like I, I honestly don't get it. Like Gav, do you think Ferran Torres had a great game? No, he, he he missed four decent opportunities to score. He should have scored at least two of them, as I said. I thought, so, I, like, I, I I thought he had a good game. You know, he was he was dragging the defenders out. You know, he was he was he was being a bit of a nuisance in the box, which is exactly what you want. But he's not a striker, so maybe you know uh, you know the blood got got rushed to his head too quickly. It needed it needed a number nine in that game. You do, know, do you know what? Right, Kate Delap. I'm I know not, he's a kid, but he's a striker. Not even, not, not even just that. I'm not Pep Guardiola, right? If you're going to play anyone as a striker that's not a striker, but it's a winger, mate, Mares is a false nine. They never play him there. I'd pay they... 49 on a box office to see that. I wouldn't, but, but yeah, Maris is a false nine. Maris is a false nine. Like, mate, he's got the pace, he's got the finishing, he can play the final ball in if the wingers overlap him. Give that a go. Ferran Torres up front. I think they're all pretty poor options at front, in truth. I think if he's playing Torres there, there's a reason Maris isn't there. This is Pep Guardiola we're talking about. I know he can mm. be very stubborn at times, but he's had Maris in his squad now for. Since he's turned up, since his full tenure there, and he's never once played Maris in that position, to my knowledge. Okay. I could be but talking then... about. I think I think the problem lies, City, in more of their build at play. I know Phil Foden didn't start the game. Yes, it's probably a bit more for squad rotation. I understand that. But got the Champions League in the week. It's really weird to say this, but they play so differently with that young player in Phil Foden. They, their game is different with him. I mean, he yeah. scored. He scored uh, last week against West Ham after coming off the bench as well. Exactly that. You know, he he looks a right talent. Sheffield United. I I am starting to feel worried for. I say that I've been worried since second week. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to say that. they're going down. We, say, we we, we all say... love Chris Wilder. That's the issue. We need to we need to almost strip our love back from but, but, Chris but, but, Wilder Gav, that, and look at the bigger the picture. If you look at Marlon Alex's preview show, uh, when we did a few, like game week two, when me and Ed did a show a few weeks ago, literally our picks for going down were Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United. I'm telling you what, you can't tell me any different. I know Burnley are down there in the treble, but they've been there. They'll be fine. Exactly, they've been there for 10 years or whatever. But like going back to the Man City thing, <laughs> how how do you not have a backup striker when you've spent, if you want to talk a lot, you know, I hate talking about finances and whatever, but like, we're going to talk about it because everyone else talks about other teams spending. How have City not got a half decent striker other than Aguero or, or, or Jesus? How have you not got one? Like there, there's no excuse for that. It's the same. It's the same. It's been four or five years that they've not had a decent centre back with company being injured, then going and retiring and stuff. But how have you still not sorted this out? It's I think mad. they've got. Luckily, right now, I think they have got the right Finally. back 
uh, well, the, the right pairing at centre half. I still think they've they're not quite <laughs> sure what's going on. Who's saying that? Laporte oh, and, and Ruben Diaz. I think Ru- yeah, Ruben Diaz, Diaz is Diaz. boss. I love him. He is so old school. No nonsense. We'll chop you and clear the ball to touch. And I which, love that. Which goes back to our Barkley question. So now Ake has joined City because he technically he's homegrown because of how long he's played in the played in, in the Premier League. Is Ake ever going to play a Premier League game now? Yeah, Ake, Ake feels in at left back. It would also be able to like come in at centre back. They've got a lot of fixtures going on. We've got an record as well. We'll probably play most of the season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's more John Stones I'm worried for because John Stones doesn't even play when they have big injury issues at the back. He's still on the bench. They would rather play Rodri and Fernandinho. Yeah. And do you know what? We we need a weekly John Stones Phil Jones segment because bless them both of them were, were tipped they were both tipped to be the tippity top and they can't even get a game. Before we move on, I do want to say I think Sheffield United will stay up purely based on the fact they're not getting hammered three 0 four 0 every week. They are still in the game for the full ninety minutes. But Ed- they're still defending as a unit and they still have a young, really talented prospect in Ryan Brewster to come through. But they're not scoring think- goals, man. But that's what I mean. Last season. Seven games into the season. No, no, even last season. Yeah, exactly. Last season, their top goal scorers were Lise Mousset and Oli McBurney. They both scored six. Oh, was it six? I thought it was three, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, No, remember Mousset went on that mad run where he scored like five and six. It's like, oh my God, Lise Mousset is the real deal. Um, But the problem now is they're they're not even creating those chances. And last year... They had Henderson. They had a much. It seemed like they had a much tighter back line, and they were like just buzzing off the confidence of being in the prem. Now, it just reminds they, me of Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. You know when Birmingham had that season when they had Joe Hart in goal, and yeah. Joe Hart kept them yeah. in the league that year. He. Bear in mind, Birmingham came ninth that season, but the number of clean sheets was wasn't down to the defense. The defense was 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 pretty solid. They had like Liam Ridgewell and Scott Dan um, at the back, but. Um, the, was the, the real was person that, the that was keeping them in was, was not was that, that the year they won the Cup or won Cup? No, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't the following season. They got okay. relegated that season. They beat Arsenal in the League One uh, League Cup final. Um, and but, Femi, hold on, hold on. Obafemi Martins Martins gave the yeah. greatest post-match interview ever. He said, "It was the easiest goal I ever scored." Mm. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it was. But it was the season before, and that. that it's the same sort of thing which is happening with Sheffield United right now, and I'm very worried about them. Um, but you um, you mentioned about features. Um, talk about features. It's time for this. What? What's our Everton? Ah, uh, Everton. Newcastle, uh, uh, <laughs> Newcastle 2, Everton <laughs> 1. Um, right, before this game, we saw something very interesting, didn't we? We saw that the goalkeeper had changed and it wasn't Jordan Pickford between the sticks at all. Uh, so what what sort of, what brought that on? Um, because Ancelotti you know, actually has a footballing brain. And Ancelotti said it's not, it's nothing but um, football, it's nothing for football reasons, it's more um, he's fatigued. I, I, th- I think he's literally said, right, especially this week, where you've had a couple of Liverpool players, a couple of pundits be still very critical about Pickford for something that happened 37 weeks ago. 
or, or was it two weeks ago? I can't remember. But um, for something that happened a while many, ago... Many a candle has been lit. Yeah, exactly. They're still chatting about it. And I, I genuinely just think that Ancelotti... I'd drop Pickford because I don't think he's great anyway, but I think he's done the right thing here by just being like, look, there's a lot on you at the minute. If you make a mistake in this game, anything happens in this game, people are baying for blood sort of thing. So I think that, I think he's just like giving him a little, giving him a little chill time. Like, he'd have taken him to one side and said to him, you're not getting dropped because I think your performances are bad, although he should do. But I think he's yeah. taken him to one side. And, I think he's taken him to one side and just been like, look, it's been it's been a heavy few weeks. We're just gonna let you rest, and this is the game to do it. Um, the goalkeeper is actually it's, it's Robert Olsen. He um is on loan from Roma. Now he wasn't really starting, <laughs> but um did he uh, when when he did before when he did play for Roma was he was he okay? I mean I, I haven't watched a lot of Serie no, football over the no, last couple of years. So so we had Allison. We got rid of Allison. And then we had got all rid of us. Don't need him. No good. And then fuck <laughs> it. Off you go. And then, uh, and then uh, we had Olmo. And now we've got Lopez. Um, yeah, he wasn't great for us either. He, he was never great gonna, today. Start fair enough. Um, Ed um, Newcastle. Great room. Great room for them. It's a fantastic win for them. Um, but you know they wasn't coming against the Everton side we've come to, come to know at these opening games of the season. Newcastle, I don't know what to make of Newcastle because... No one ever does. No, but it's true though, because you never see Newcastle on your fixture list and go, oh, they've got they've got him. Even Callum Wilson, I think he's just, uh, he just he's their penalty taker as well. I think he scored a majority of his goals from the penalty spot this year. <laughs> he did today. So I, I don't think, oh, Callum Wilson... That, that, they all give you like a six out of ten all round. All of them give you a six out of ten, and if the a maximum six... will give you a nine out of ten. Okay, or a okay. Five no, 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 no. He's he he's like a but his thing. It's kind of like what I think about Traore. I go, oh, he's got good attributes, but I don't, he's not really a star player, is he? Like he's their star player, but he's not hmm. a star player. But I think with with Everton, it just proved that they have just a good starting eleven. If you take some clinical pieces out of that then the machine doesn't work at all. They missed James Rodriguez today to break a defensive unit on Newcastle. I don't know what they were no, playing yeah, at, though, yeah. playing Andre Gomez and... Um, Fabian Delph. Gomez, Delph and Sigurdsson. Sigurdsson, like that is... They're all pretty much the same player. I mean, uh, Gomez I'd say, say Delph is more defensive-minded. They're all so central. Aren't they? Yeah. None, none of them. None of them yeah. will be able to sort of stretch and play a little bit yeah, wider. Yeah. So they're all set. They're, they're all set. They're all set on top of each other, and then Although, he sits in front. But he. But is, no, do you know what? Actually, I sort of fit that back a little bit. On a. I sort of side with Ed on that because Sigurdsson, we all know Sigurdsson as the the man in behind, does all that sort of stuff. But over the last couple of years, he played so deep. Mm-hmm. You know, I it's would, almost like he's trying to play the deep line playmaker, but he hasn't got the the vision anymore yeah the, the one person i'd take out of that group in though to be fair like delf does play like cdm sometimes but he, he has filled it at left back like he, he like he is he's not you as one dimen- he's not as one-dimensional as gomez and sigurdsson but yeah mm. to play all three of them is is pretty is pretty crazy i mean sigurdsson tottenham brought into that hype a couple of years ago i didn't 
Uh, I still don't buy into it. I, I did. I'll be honest. I did. Um, and I was thinking, oi, player on hands here. Yeah, it does happen to the best with Pickford, I think. Because imagine if the the goalkeeper come in, say, free penalty, scored a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that could absolutely have destroyed his mental health. (laughs) Never mind, like, he's been... So, I think the real winner is Pickford. But back to Newcastle. They'll be proud of that result. But if you want to... So, both of Newcastle goals were penalties, weren't they? No, uh, the other one was... uh, Uh, was Were they not? It was Wilson penalty and... Sorry, I... I, I, Yeah. Um, Well, yeah. So, yeah, the second, the second, the second one was was a tap in, um, put the game to bed. But then Dominic Calvert Lewin, you know, we'd already had the late drama in the Villa Southampton game man. today, he's got and then score. he scores in the ninety plus minute. And I remember it was it was in January, wasn't it, where Everton were leading two nil, and on the ninety first minute, Everton was still leading two nil. They only played four minutes of injury time. The game finished two two. So as soon as Dominic Calvert Lewin scores, I was thinking. Do you know what? Do you know what? Calvert Lewin is your best friend right now. Go for it, because he's going to keep Bamford out of going to the Euros, and that's going to save oh, you a grand. God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> save me a grand. I was going to say save also, you lot uh, paying for a season ticket. Hold on, hold on. That's no, well, I'm not paying that's for season. Me. No, that's uh, me. <laughs> was the lady's name Christine? Was it Christina? Yeah, Christina. If you uh, send us. Yeah, if you know, if you comment or send us or tweet us whatever your you details and stuff, I'll I'll get that Pickford stuff ready because he's going to get more than ten. So just send us all your details, what size you want the shirt in, whether you want home or away, uh, and we'll sort it out for you. Do you know what? Can't break that. Um, let's uh, move on to another game. Why not? Um, why don't we talk about um, your lot? Um, Edward, oh, let's talk about those. Oh, I was, um, was going to say, I was going to say, I'm off, I'm off. <laughs> hey, so we'll, we'll address you in a moment, Stephen Cotton. Um, so, um, Liverpool 2, um, West Ham 1. Not all plain sailing. Four now scored after 10 minutes. Salah got a penalty. Was it a pen? Was it not? Um, they, uh, Jota thought he scored, was um, then chalked off, and then Jota did score, which I felt should have been chalked off. But... Liverpool 2, West Ham 1, I'll come to Cotton first. Gavin, Gavin, do you think do you think the second goal should be chalked off because Mano's interfering? Yes, I do. But right, I think okay. the first one, I think the first one that was chalked off should have stood. So I don't feel there was enough in Yeah, there. no, no. I, I agree with you. I think Mane's more interfering with play in the second one because even he puts his hands up, but the defender's marking him. Because, like trying to play him offside and whatnot. So even when the ball comes through and they score, the defend you can see the defender looking at the ref pointing, going, "Mate, I'm marking him." He is literally what, 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 in the line of Fabianski ball, as that ball, ball and the yeah. ball as well. So I'm I'm sitting there thinking, well, that that that's been short off, and it wasn't even it wasn't even looked at in that way. And yeah, I, you, the fact it, what what wise the fact that um, Fabianski has to move to have a look because there is a man in his way who's an offside position tells you the whole story. But I don't yeah. think the one that was that was chalked off. I don't think there was enough in that to give a foul. I don't think there was either. I, I think as well, uh, like Liverpool deserved to win the game. Let's get that out there before people think we're saying yes. they didn't fully deserve to win the game. Um, like you said, the, fir- the first disallowed goal... Well, for- let's talk about the West Ham goal first. Um, 
I saw people talking about saying, oh, Gomez is giving the ball away again. You can't be trusted. I think that's a really freak goal, man. Like, it's just it's pinged around the box and then someone smashed it. I, I honestly don't think you can really complain too much about that. Ed, what do you think? Yeah, he did receive a lot of criticism, Joe Gomez, for that header. I do understand the criticism. He probably could have just hit that with his right foot, got it right out of the danger zone. But besides that one moment, Joe Gomez had a good game. But that's the mm. criticism of Joe Gomez at the moment. Okay. He's really mistaken him. But Ed, that's so, a young defender. Is that because they've been told to try and bring the ball down and play out from the box rather than just get rid of the ball? Is that, no, that why was he just, was... That was just instinct. He just in that split second thought, I'm going to head this ball away. There was, there was no tactical tactical plan to that. It, you know, it, it was... It, it was not to play out of the back. You've got to remember that. Liverpool are all about getting the ball out quickly to the attackers, but we don't play out yeah. from the back. It's all about that diagonal ball to the wingers. It, it was it was really unfortunate. And it was like a, it, it was literally like a FIFA goal. Like you, he, It's hitting him in the back of the head. And it's dropped in front of him. He's pressed shoot and it's gone bins. Like, there's not, there's... Brilliant. I'll be honest with you. I thought West Ham were really good. I thought Liverpool... I thought, thought, I thought they were good. I thought they were good. To say we deserve to win, probably because we had more of the clear-cut chances, but you know this is something Liverpool will have to get used to now. It was a carbon copy of the week before against Sheffield United. Go a goal down, Jota wins the game. Uh, so you know when we 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 needed to these points because to beat teams like West Ham and Sheffield United when you're not playing well is critical. But Liverpool uh, have City and Leicester next. City Liverpool Leicester. Liverpool of old wouldn't have beat Sheffield United and West Ham playing. Playing like half decent, they wouldn't have done it. That would have been a draw. What's Liverpool of old? But what do you, do you say? What's Liverpool of old? Yeah, because Liverpool have been doing this, I reckon, for about two or three years now. Oh no, I mean, like, like yeah. when you were drawing to Palace and drawing to Burnley and stuff. I'm talking like more than two years yeah. ago. So like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, what, like yeah, you, you'd be you'd be you'd be grinding a result out against Burnley, you'd still draw it rather than that, rather than scraping out the win, which you're doing now. You have done over the last two years. It's why Liverpool are so dangerous. That's why not only should you have won the league last year, you probably should have won the league the year before because you got that out of the system. You were grinding the results out against the teams you should be beating. Whereas a few years prior to that, even under Klopp, you were drawing to Palace or scraping draws to Burnley sort of thing. Um, One thing I do want to talk about, and I hope Gav's back for this. I'm still here. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'm in two minds about this, but like two minds with the same decision, but even like, I don't think it is the same decision. And that sounds like a teenage girl. Um, (laughs) You are. You are. I think, right, here we go. I think Salah has been touched. And Gav will say, one of our cliches on the show, not every contact is a foul. Um, I I honestly can see why you'd want a penalty. At the same time, I I don't think it's a penalty. And I really think he's dived. And this is the first time in my life that I think I've ever agreed with Graham Sooners. But I genuinely think there's contact there. Don't get me wrong, there's contact. Salah has gone down like Brock Lesnar has just come in and had his way with him. Get, uh, let's go to Gav first, because I know what Ed's going to think about this. Gav, let me come to you first. What do you think about that penalty? It's a penalty. Oh! Oh, When I first saw it, I was like, man, I can't believe you've given that, mate. That's, that's bad. But it's kicked the bottom of his foot. How he's gone down is embarrassing, one hundred percent embarrassing. But he's kicked the bottom of his foot. It's a how pen. hard is it? How, how hard has he hit the bottom of his foot? He's barely touched him. 
Yeah, uh, but you know, Gav, I'm with you. I'm with you that he's kicked the bottom of his foot. Don't get me wrong. Like he, I, I just think the way he's gone down is is been a very bad sell. Very very it, bad sell. Doesn't it, doesn't it, need to go down the yeah. way that. But that's what if he does. Was... He will throw himself on the floor yeah. to 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 sell the penalty to the match official. If there was no VAR, a lot of players I do. Yeah, but, if there's no VAR, mm. I don't think that gets given because I think that with Salah's theatrics, the way he goes down, if there was no VAR to check the clip on the back foot, I think Refi sees him go down like that and goes, "Behave, mate." Get out, mate. Mm. Yeah, no, I see. I, I, I see that. Um, no, nah, I just, I just think, yeah, and, he, he's kicked the bomb his foot. I, I, I think I, I don't like the way he's gone down. I really don't. But Edwards, <laughs> Edwards, <laughs> Edward, what are you saying? I was so relieved when he gave the penalty. Can I just throw that one out there? As a fan, just two penalties as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, let's but, light yeah. a candle. Let's pray. Yeah, no, let's no, pray no, for Salah. Yeah, like, <laughs> like air ambulance him out. But anyway, serious note. Like I thought, as a man, it was embarrassing, but. Yes. That is not a thing that's been introduced recently. That has been our, in our game now for five to ten years. I think we're just hanging on to 15 this. Fifteen to twenty yeah. years. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like you can name a long list of players who's played for every single one of our clubs, which did the same thing, and we all loved and yes. admired. I remember in recent history, Louis Suarez used to do it all the time. But that's. What I remember Robert do. Perez. Um, we're we're about to lose our unbeaten run. Um, our our unbeaten run in in the unbeaten season. And Robert Perez, God, he went down like a sack of potatoes. So hold on. And I also remember a certain Wayne Rooney on game forty nine of Arsenal's fifty. Game, uh, uh, game fifty, weren't it? Yeah, because he went down. He that was. Do you know what? Right, I was talking to my mate. I was talking to I was talking to my mate Phil. Um, about it it's the other day because he was like I watched it back the other day Mike Riley is it <laughs> and I was thinking I'm not going to watch it back you know I've got enough going on you know my baby Penalty. don't, clear, don't clear my baby don't kip at night you know I, I, I want to be able to be happy at things you know rather than worry and still moan and feel pain about that uh, about that game game 50 which Arsenal right. should have ground Gav, out anyway uh, two, um, two questions two questions two questions then we'll move on two questions Liverpool um, are they currently still leading the pack for the league because I don't see anyone else actually putting in a shift there's loads there's loads of people putting in a shift Tottenham have just gone no straight. they'll uh, they'll are. drop off people people like West Ham West Ham have people, so many problems at the back people like Liverpool missing central defenders which are Critical Liverpool are still winning. Uh, Ed, 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 your competitions, your competitions, City man, and they they look dross, man. Liverpool beating you. Listen, like you need to. (laughs) Liverpool are in a bad place at the moment. They are still winning, which is perfect, which is perfect. But Liverpool's attack is started from the defence. You take it out, and mate, we're conceding every game. We've conceded more goals than anyone. I know we're still. Do you know what? Play City and Leicester next. Very counter-attacking sides. There was a there was a stat that since Liverpool uh, secured the league title, they've conceded more goals than any Premier League team. Yes, yeah. that's correct. And you t- you're telling me that's a title winning side? No, no team who concedes that many goals Ed, goes under the title. 
it, it, this is this season looks like the season that we won it under Fergie for the last year when no yeah. one else wanted it. Oh, you know, well, 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 I know Bogle. Bogle came round only on stay to watch the the greatest game. Well, not the greatest game at all. Um, to watch uh, to watch the Arsenal, but we'll talk about the game in a moment. And I said the same thing, Cotton. Liverpool for me this season, it's going to be that the 2012-13 season United won it, and the uh, was it the um, the o oh, the 2000-2001 season. Both yeah. those both those seasons were it was painful to watch. All the teams were Dross. beating each other. Dross. And the thing is, different difference was last season Liverpool did win some games really comfortably oh, mate, and no, played some beautiful, uh, beautiful football. Up until the last third of the season, but, they were just dominating European football, mate. But, like, there's yeah, no but, other but way the, about it. The issue was that season, those two seasons that United won, that it was they, it was it was a hard watch as yeah. well. So yeah, it Liverpool was bad. Need to get to Christmas with all the injuries they've got, and then we'll assess what, what if the Liverpool are still at the top of the table. Then I'll back them easily to win it. Uh, just just before we move on, question. Uh, my other question was: uh, West Is, Ham. When, 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 when does Nat, Nat um, Phillips get a knighthood? Was that? Yeah, it was. West Ham should be for that. It was. It was. It was West Ham. Where do we see this story unfolding this season? Because you know, it's I can't. Over. I can't stand West Ham. They circle the drain every year. Drives me fine. nuts. They'll be mid-table mid this year. They'll be fine. They're, they're, they're right. What game are we going on to next? Because I really uh, need to... You. Oh, well... Don't make, um, don't make oh, it United. Um, <laughs> or make no, it United and I'll just go for a bit. No, uh, we're doing... Four. Nothing! Nothing! <laughs> <laughs> I can prepared this time. I took my headphones off beforehand. Good lad. Um, it's um, it's probably all this time round. Um, Tottenham to um, Brighton one. It wasn't all plain sailing though, was it for uh, for Tottenham? Tottenham leave a lot of gaps at the back. You can't say Brighton weren't in the game for the full ninety minutes. I mean, when they equalised, I thought they saw, I thought they could go on to win it. Um, but before the Gareth Bell substitution paid off. Tottenham, I think, are going to be title challengers this year purely based on the consistency of everyone. I don't title mean they're challenges going to... or top four? Title challengers. It's Jose Mourinho's second season. It all goes to pot next year. And I honestly believe that. Jose Mourinho looks like a guy... You can see him on the touchline. He's fighting for that title this year. And it's the best Just year because Tottenham I was in the toilet... Got. Just because yeah. I was in the toilet doesn't mean I didn't hear that bullshit about Tottenham title challenges. And so yeah. No, I'm, yeah. no, I'm telling you, Tottenham if, if four, yeah. year, Tottenham are going to do it, it's going to be when everyone else has gone to pot. Tottenham top four, yes. I'm going to say Kane and Son Spur- are brilliant this year. You can't deny yeah. that. No, no, yeah. I, right. I, I would, I would like to issue a public apology. Um, Again, I don't even. I don't even think I was that like down. I swear to God, like Cotton, Cotton comes oh, out oh, with some, on, some random stuff. Honestly, to the point oh, that he has on. to apologise all the time. Raul Everywhere. Jimenez. No, 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 Everywhere. no. no, no, no <laughs> I, I did. Like, this way, I don't think I need to apologise because I wasn't that hard on Tottenham uh, on their like seasonal aspirations. I think I was pretty hard on them with like now they're under Mourinho. And we did see some dire football. We saw some, we saw some tragic stuff. Some Eric Dyer football. Yeah, some Eric Dyer football. And I said, this is what you get when you get Mourinho. 
But what you also get when you get Mourinho is what we got as well. Every now and then, the guy puts a run together. Mm. Now, I'm not saying they're not going to be total challengers. I think they'll definitely finish top four this year. I mean, you they had the absolutely tragic results at Antwerp during the week where Mourinho chewed everyone out, made four changes at half time. Yeah, he, everybody on under the bus. He put an Instagram post of him on the bus. Yeah, like, with, that's with, how, by himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's not all great, and it's not all sunshines and rainbows. But it's also kind of like the opposite of what's going on at United. We're doing well in Europe, terrible in the league, and Tottenham losing to Antwerp. But they're still they're, in the league at the minute. They're, they're so good. They are really good. And like Ed said, there's still glaring, glaring holes at the back for Tottenham. The defence is questionable, to work. say the least. It, it needs work. Tottenham will come unglued when they come against the big boys. When they play the big boys, and that's when the, not, I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think they'll. I think they'll put a performance in. Look what they did to Man City last season. You know, and look, look, look how unfortunate they were against Liverpool. You know, so I, I, I think against the big teams, I think they'll be all right. Now, I feel really sorry for Brighton because Brighton have been great in every game they've played this season. And have walked away with pretty much nothing. What what they got? They got a point um, in total this oh, season. One win, one win, two draws, and four defeats. But they have, you know, they have played their heart out for ninety minutes every game. They were unlucky against Chelsea. They were unlucky against Spurs. They were lucky against United. You know, it's. I, I feel for them and. I really hope that don't they don't fall on the unlucky side of things and end up in that bottom three in place of one of the teams that we believe that are going to be down there. There's no disrespect to the three that we feel that are going to go down, but I I, 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 I worry for them and I feel they might be um, putting a relegation battle. And there you go. Um, right then, um, let's um, let's move on. Let's move away from Tottenham. Tottenham, look, I'll be honest with you. I think you're going to end up top four, and I think you're going to end up um, uh, above Arsenal, um, which is not easy to say. But Arsenal did win today, um, uh, and that was and that was um, Manchester United uh, nil. Arsenal won. It's the first time that Arsenal have won uh, a league game at Old Trafford since 2006. <sighs> Uh, it's the first time Arsenal have actually beaten one of the big six away from home um, since January 2015. Um, but Arsenal still failed to score at least two goals in a game away from home at Old Trafford. Um, but what does it matter? You know, uh, the last three one-nil wins have been fun. They've been they've been wonderful for Arsenal. Give so, me some cotton, cotton, cotton. Come on, Cotton. Go on, Cotton. I'm proud of you for turning up, but you said to me, if Man United lose to Arsenal, I'm not doing it. I'm not coming on. Yet here you are. Tell us what you thought. And you're muted. No, no, it's, um, no, it's, um, it's going to go on big screen. Yeah, you are muted. Where are you? Where are you, Cotton? Cotton, you can't get out of this one that easily. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cotton, mate, you're on oh, big screen. It's your, it's your, it's your time to shine, son. 
Go on. What what a way for Cod to sort his audio, uh, Gav. What did yeah, you think of the like, game? Uh, it was awful game to watch, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was an awful game to watch. What wound me up is that um, Arsenal didn't really play until the last five minutes of the first half. And I said it to my friend who was here. And I said I said to him, I was like, this is going to be typical Arsenal. We put all the pressure on towards the end of the first half and look really good. And then we're just going to start all over again when the second half begins. And there it was, languid, sideways. It was, it was pretty shocking. But um, the game was decided by a penalty. And... I don't understand what Paul Pogba was thinking. He's one-on-one with Hector Bellerin, who's going nowhere and away from goal. Why put a challenge in? Just stand him up. Don't need to give anything away. He had a terrible game, though, didn't he, Paul Pogba? The moment Roy Keane said this is another opportunity for Paul Pogba to prove himself, because Paul Pogba looked really good against Leipzig, and then he played against Arsenal, and from minute one, he looked he looked a car crash. I think, yeah. honestly, when I mean, he said we need a big performance out of Pogba, I knew we weren't going to get one. I say we, like I'm a United fan, but I meant as a, as a spectator, I knew we weren't going to see one. Mm. Um, look, uh, I, it's, a, it's a great result for Arsenal. That's, Fantastic. I'm not going to try and shy away from it. I did as well say, because I looked at Arsenal's opening, opening uh, fixtures at the beginning of the season, and I thought, wow, that is tough. You know, got... Mm-hmm. City away, got um, Liverpool. You beat Liverpool. Got Liverpool away, got United oh, away, um, and I was like, "Oh dear, what is going to happen?" But I said, "If Arsenal get twelve points out of that, I'll be a very happy man." Now I thought today was going to be a defeat on that scale, but also thought that um, Arsenal were going to beat Leicester last weekend. So, on the whole, I'm happy. And it is full progress. And luckily, at this stage, not like on a normal season, Arsenal would already be ten points behind the league leaders. Yeah. But um, this time round, they're not. Um, and you know, Leicester, um, Liverpool are top, and Arsenal are only four points off the, off them. So Arsenal are not going to win the league. Let's not. I'm not not going to be stupid enough to to even attempt to have that conversation. But I also did say at the beginning of the season that I feel that the top four. I did feel that Arsenal were going to be in that top four. Um, I feel that the top four, regardless of how it ends now, will be very tight. And the the difference of points at the end of the season between the team in first and the team in fourth will be no more than twelve points. I said that so. Yeah, you have you because you, you you were you had six points, I believe, when you lost to Liverpool, and then yes. won the game straight after. So, mm. which was vital. We Sheffield United, yeah. Usually, what Arsenal do after a good start is they bottle what they lose one performance against a good side, and then they don't get back on the horse. Mm. And you won the game, I, and then you fell forth again. So, I'll, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I look at the Leicester, the Leicester game from last week. I didn't get a chance to come on, obviously, because, um, you know, my kid's Selfish. like two and a half weeks Selfish. old. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, family comes first, um, which is a top family, hence why I did a lot of work beyond scenes. Anyway, um, so... Uh, <laughs> spread that out there, you know. Um, but no, I... I I was really disappointed that Arsenal didn't come out with something from that game because for the first half... For the first first half Arsenal were the dominant force and they looked balanced they looked great um, and as soon as Ven- uh, as soon as um, Vardy came on 
Arsenal got scared, and then as soon as Mustafi came on, we knew what way it was going to go. It was no, there was no point of having any more of a right. conversation. Well, boys, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Before we go right. to you, um, Cotton, I just wanted to mention a comment um, from Dev Badger. Dev, we all frigging love you, man. Yes, look at that. We've got your book, mate. We've got your book. Go out there. And before we carry on, I just want to say, go out there and buy Dev's books. available on Amazon. Uh, me and Ed are both mugs because we have to pay full price for it. But if you go on Amazon now, you get 15% off, uh, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, so, um, Dev, he um, says he's a Man United fan. We lacked so much for net today. Our test, our test system was better than ours, and the game plan worked. Yes, it did. The game plan did work from Arsenal, but the issue is, is that where were, where were United today? Seven points, man. Seven points. You know they they were already nine points off first place. I know they wasn't good in for the title, but. It, that's not somewhere you want to be this early on in the season. They'll be seriously concerned. It looks like they're, they're stepping back again. Get top four and then make uh, backwards progress. Uh, what do you think of Solskjaer, Gav? Do you think he'll live the season out? It's, it's not his fault what's going on out there. It really uh, isn't. I mean, like, you, look, look, you, 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 can't, you can't be corner for his head after he's just got victories against PSG. Back-to-back um, victory against PSG. I don't think any manager has done that outside, uh, outside like the French league. Uh, back-to-back uh, victories. Um, you just beaten the team that are top of the league in Germany five nil. You know, so look, I I think he's, I I think he's being made scapegoat a lot. But what is the I, problem then? What is the problem then? Balance in the squad. Um, he's trying to get Pogba. And Fernandez in the team, he needs to drop one of them, and it's going to be diff- it's a difficult decision on, as to which one to do. The back the back four slash back five needs to be looked at. You know, I look at that that PSG game, and Twan Zabi was absolute beast. Now is he carrying an injury? What's going on? We don't know. But I look at the next few fixtures um, for for Man United in the league now after the international break. Uh, oh no no no! Just before the international break, they go to they go to Goodison Park and Everton. They've lost their last two, so they're going to want to bounce back. And they're playing against United in the early kickoff. Mm-hmm. They then got uh, after the international break. They've they've got um, West Brom. Uh, excuse me, they've got West Brom at home, which should be three points. You know, they've got Southampton away, who are in w- wonderful form. West Ham away. West Ham have been, you know. We, we expect them to lose every single game, but they keep getting something out of games. Something Unfortunately, they didn't games. do anything. Um, and then Man City at home. You know, so this is going to be a very, very tough period for Man United. And, you know, I don't think they do, they need to make any, any managerial changes, but if they do, they need to do it now. Uh, but I don't right. think they should. So can you boys hear me? Yes. We can hear what, you. We can't see you. I don't know what. Yeah, no, that's fine. I don't know what all of a sudden changed, but yeah. Um, today, Man United game, did. Yeah, today's game. Not I saw it, saw it coming a mile off. Uh, the minute we have any sort of um, decent performance in Europe or decent performance in any sort of game or any sort of form until we come up against someone that we have a track record against, you know, it's going one way. Gav, I said to you before, like today, I knew which way this was going. My bets showed you which way I thought this was going. Um, that doesn't mean anything. I you always bet against Man 
I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty, pretty evenly matched up until the point that Pogba decided to just literally two foot someone from behind. They're literally like five meters away from the ball. Like it's such a dumb foul to make. Yeah, that 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 um that Pogba challenge. Like, what what on earth is he thinking? Mm. He's thinking get me to Real Madrid. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> but but it hasn't got to the. But the thing is. Solskjaer will now be, because we've lost to Arsenal, yeah, people are going to forget that in the last two weeks we've beaten the Champions League finalists and Champions League semi-finalists. And all all that's going to matter is now we've lost to Arsenal 1-0 because of a penalty. But that's all that's going to matter. And if, if people are reactionary and they're saying Solskjaer out, this, that and the other, it's mad. Look at the Prem table. Yeah, OK, we're now in like almost relegation fodder, right? Let's not forget... This time last season, we were in those same positions, and then we finished third. Like there were, people were calling for Solskjaer's head this time last season when we're after this amount of games, we were literally in the relegation zone, and he still turned it around. We got to a European semi final, FA Cup semi final, and we finished third. Let's not react too much over this. I think Pogba was horrid. Yes, he was. Pogba was absolutely dross. Again, again. Which is when people say about everyone keeps taking the piss out of Donny Van der Beek being like, oh, he didn't come here for this, mate. Van der Beek's gonna be playing a lot more games than Pogba is this season on 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 that sort of performance, and I just think it's. I honestly, I feel bad for Solskjaer because he. W- I'm telling you now, I'll call this now. He shouldn't, but Solskjaer's gonna get the chop before Christmas because we're not gonna to be top three, um, Alex. Do not even come at me with this as an Arteta masterclass. <laughs> He's literally, literally baiting for comments. Literally Alex, bro. Comments. Yeah, Alex, I love you, man, but come on, man. It's not yeah, a masterclass. The game was dead. Yeah, he's uh, it's a dead game of football. You know, I'm very happy. I'm very happy with the Arsenal victory. Very, very happy. But... I about that masterclass life, man. It wasn't a masterclass. It was, it was, it was, it was decided because Pogba decided to chop someone down from behind for absolutely no reason. Dead, dead decision from a dead guy. Get him out of the club. So, so, so the comment was, um, this is an Arteta masterclass. Surprised Ollie um, with a higher press um, and then deployed. In previous big away games, and um, it was 1-0, but it really should have been 2 or 3, a better finishing, better decision-making. I mean, like, they, they didn't make Leno work, so I do think that the um, it should have been a clean sheet for Arsenal, I really do. I wouldn't say a masterclass in, in, in a... In, I'll tell you what I will say, quickly before we move on from this game. Uh, it, is, it is funny how he's used the term masterclass, at where in the last few weeks there's been talks about Arteta not being good enough for Arsenal and his tactics being absolutely dead. Um, I, I've um, stood by I've stood by that from the beginning. By no, the no, way, no. it's and been Alex, well documented that, that I don't think Arteta is the right man for Arsenal. It's very well documented. I've said that. So um, right, um, we've got one more game to talk about. Um, we've gone over time, but you know what? It doesn't really matter. I've What's going on here? It's a good job I'm you abso- brought this up. <laughs> I've ab- absolutely mugged off the um, the graphic there as well. By the way, Burnley nil, Chelsea three. Um, it's, uh, let's remove that because it looks it looks awful. Um, listeners, don't worry about it. Um, no, that, was that, that was me. That was me. That was me. That was me. Do you know what? 
Oh, fair play, because I, I, I stood there, I, I stood there and took the blame. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I do, man. I did the graphics this week, folks. I'll, I'll, I'll look, I'll look out, I'll look out for the squad. Do you know what I mean? I'll take nah, responsibility for stuff. Yeah, it's crap cotton. Um, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> Burnley nil, Chelsea three. Goals from Zayic, Zuma, and Werner. Now, what made me laugh about this game is that before the game, um, it's all the team sheets. And Werner um, started the game on the bench. And everyone's going, Werner's been dropped. You know, Werner's not good enough. This, that, and the other. Oh, sit the hell down. You can't play every game. It's as simple as that. You know, you, football teams have squads. You, you, you don't just have 11, you know. So, let's, let's... Oh, yeah, sorry. I weren't meant to release that one. That's meant Come to be coming on. out in the, my next edition. Um, so, look, um, it's great to see Zayic get some minutes properly, start a game and bag. It really is. Uh, from Mate, Zayic is so good. He's so good, man. Mm. He should be he should be playing that in behind the striker role more than Havertz, man. Ziyech is a, is a god, but because he's Moroccan rather than being uh, Ed, I'm telling you, you look how he <laughs> wrecked look how he wrecked the Champions League last year. Literally made Real Madrid look like they were boys. If 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 Ziyech was German or Italian rather than being Moroccan, I'm telling you, he's he's way more up there. He's way more up there. I think it's more of a case he went from Ajax. He wasn't the standout player in that Ajax team. He was one of. He wasn't the. And then he's moved from Ajax to Chelsea. It's kind of like a sideways step. No, he he was he was the standout Ajax last year. He was the best player there by miles. What about the year where they got to the semi-final? Yeah, because they had like uh, Frankie de Jong. You yeah, because that because let's not forget he was injured for a long period. Delict. Uh, yeah, Delict. Delit especially. Delit was probably the main man in truth. He was the the poster boy for that. But yeah, Chelsea will be very happy with this. Um, a clean sheet as well as the three goals. Um, Five and six. Five and six um, clean sheets now. Um, you know, Mend- yeah. Mend- Mend- Mendy's kept three clean sheets on the, on the spin. Krasnodar, however you pronounce it. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, listen, it's very easy when you're playing Krasnodar and Burnley to have a shot on target to start that padding with how many clean sheets. No, 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 no. And the reason why the reason why that doesn't stand is because if you look at look, look just basics from West Brom, they play against West Brom. They were three 0 down, so it doesn't matter who you play against. You just got to stop the ball from going in the back of the net, and that's exactly what's happened here. Um, and it has done over the last last five games. Oh, I know. Hey, 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 look, I'm just, I'm just trying to cliche. I'm just, just trying to cliche my way through life. It's either cliches or dad jokes. Which one do you want? You know, I rather stick with the cliches. Dad jokes. You're, you're a dad now as well, so you've got an excuse. Well, exactly. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to get at. Um, but, um, but yeah, Chelsea look pretty. And one thing I did enjoy from Burnley is that they made a substitution, and it was a tactical change. So therefore. Sean Dyche isn't just about that 4-4-2 life and he can actually think outside the box and look for alternatives. It didn't work. Don't worry about it. But this is the fact that he's got options to think about. Now, the issue is they've got no creativity. The most creative player plays wide left and they've tried to play him in behind in Dwight McNeil um, and um, it's just not it's just not worked for him. So, to stay out wide left, um, get look at getting someone who's creative who could play in behind uh, Brownhill can't do that work 
you know, Court can't do that work. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I think I think Burnley will be fine. Um, is, Gav, is, is Jay Rodriguez injured again? And let's just come back. I was going to say because Jay Rodriguez is their most creative player, but he hardly plays, does he? They just don't score enough goals. They've scored three goals so far out in their six games. They are bottom of the league at the moment, but I don't think there should be any panic. They will oh, be fine. Mate, they've done it for 10 years in a row. They've been there before, been there, done it. They'll grind out some awful, awful 1-0s. They'll, they'll be fine. It's it's the clubs that haven't done it before. Sheffield United are going to be in trouble. Fulham and West Brom are going straight back down. There's no worry about that. Mm. Um, quick score predictions then boys um, Ed um, Fulham versus West Brom <laughs> one, one. so happy this is the early kick off hopefully I'll just be travelling back from work really I'll be nice. at work <laughs> yeah he, he's not even meant to be in he's just said he's going to turn up um, <laughs> I'm not you know I mean if, if there was a game I didn't want to watch this weekend it was always going to be Fulham West Brom but regardless this is a game which you'd probably consider a six-pointer. Fulham, I'd probably back to lose this game. They look toothless. West Brom at least have shown some good attacking qualities this season. So I'm probably going to have to go with West Brom. 2-1. Uh, Cotton? I'm going West Brom. I'm going West Brom as well. Um, might even go both teams to score, but I'm with Ed. Uh, Fulham, even with Mitrovic, who's barely featured this season through injury or whatnot, um, but I think they look. I think they look way worse than West Brom. West Brom have had a few games, the Chelsea game and stuff, where they've looked good going forward. I think they've got that at least going for them. So I'm. I think West Brom win here. Um, I can see. Um, I'll see West Brom win as well. Look, end of the day, no one with Tim Ream in their squad deserves to be in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll say, I'll say it for a number of years now as well. Um, Tim Ream. Tim How is a professional football? I don't know. No offence to you. You're probably a lovely person, um, but I don't think you're a very good defender, Tim. Anyway, um, Leeds <laughs> versus Leicester um, is the evening game. I'm really looking forward to this game. I really, yeah, really am. Um, Cotton. Uh, I'll be at work, but, but I'll tell you, um, again, gamble responsibly, kids. Do whatever. Both teams to score is probably not even any decent money anyway. But I think it's going to be a barnstormer. I think it's two teams that like to like the prefer to attack and defend. And I think it's going to be watch this be nil nil. Uh, I think it's going to be yeah, a high this, is going, game. this is going to be the nil nil, and it's yeah. pulling West Brom that's going to end up four three. Best Seven, game of the season two. so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, Leeds Leicester. Leeds Leicester. I see being a high scoring affair. I think, but, but by the way that both teams play football. Mm. Um, Ed? 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Simple as Desmond. that. Just because I can't commit to one side. If, if I see 1-1, one, 2-1, one, one, either way, I, you know, I, could, I could see that. So I'm going to go 2-2, two, two, save my ass, and that's really knowledgeable. I think there's goals in that game, though. Yeah, there's got to be goals. Surely, sure, surely there has to be. And also, since lockdown, you know, we've seen more goals than ever before in the Premier League, which is why it is the second best league in the world uh, behind the Bundesliga. Anyway, um, so thanks for, for watching. Thanks for listening. You were able to listen back to us on Spotify or Apple Music or on Google Play, um, whichever your podcast provider is. Uh, just search to up top football. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash to up top football and did you know if you put top into google our name comes up first
And did you know if you like this video, it will appear in more places so more people can enjoy our beautiful content? And did you know, seeing as I was Halloween, if you say two up top five times in front of the mirror, all three of us will appear and hit you over there with your knowledge. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we'll, we'll appear at your house um, if you don't subscribe to the channel. So um, so please, please subscribe. Uh, but for myself, um, Gav Mack, it's great to be back. Um, Ed Hall and Stephen Cotton, thank you and goodbye.